this world that's filled with so much noise and information, how do we really stand out and be who we were really meant to be? In this podcast, we focus on injecting you with positivity, optimism, and strategies all centered around helping you be who you were always meant to be in business and life. Be inspired to show up in your own skin to learn strategies, habits, and skills from others as we share our own life journeys and stories. There's no other you, and you know yourself better than anyone else. So be prepared to take away habitual tidbits, tactics that will encourage you to pursue and live your life, not the one others want you to live. Welcome to Stand Out Be You, where you don't have to be perfect, you just have to be you. Welcome back to Stand Out Be You. I'm Tequila Dottard, your host. You are listening to another episode where I bring to you the stories of solopreneurs and small business owners who are making an impact in their own way within our communities. I am super excited to be here with you today because I have yet another solopreneur. As you know, Stand Out Be You is about capturing the story of you. And I have here with us today, Su Chen Lo. What I loved about Su Chen is her honesty about really staying true to you and standing in your truth so that you can be the best version of you. Su Chen is a joy expert and queen of clearing blocks to keep you in the process of living your joy and your life. She is a coach, international author, speaker, and is the creator of the Happy Positive Success Formula. Now, before we take a lesson, have you joined the Standout BU community where all the Standout BU guests are collaborating and helping others in business and life? I'm in there too. I don't know if I've seen you yet. <laughs> Go to tequiladaughter.com forward slash community to join us. Su Chen is in there with us as well. Okay, Su Chen, welcome to Standout BU. Tell us a little bit more about you and what you do. Hi, Tequila. Lovely to be here chatting with you. So, yeah, as you've introduced me very nicely, thank you very much for that warm intro. I help passionate, motivated, and spiritual women business owners who lack self-confidence in any area of their life to unlock that best 100% confident self so that they can live the life of their dreams and um, be their unlimited, unstoppable version of themselves. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And that's one of the things of what Standout BU is about is not trying to be perfect and just going out and just being who you are. How do you go about helping these women or is there like a formula or is that part of the formula that I just mentioned? Sure, sure. So that formula, yes, is the blueprint or the, I guess, roadmap for how I lead women from where they're at to where they want to be. And this formula was discovered when I myself hit rock bottom about five years ago. So I've had this business for 10 years, but it wasn't until when I hit rock bottom five years ago that it kind of went through a transition, the development of the formula and just everything coming together, making sense finally, you know, because prior to those five years, I was a children's book writer, I had children's books, and I was always talking about, you know, happy, positive, successful, and back then it was about life skills then, and it was about more educating the kids. 
and then it kind of evolved and then as things went on then yeah I hit rock bottom five years ago and the reason why that happened because lots of people would say to me oh why what happened to you are you somebody who lacks confidence you know guessing from you know what I help women with because they said you don't look it and the truth is no I didn't lack self-confidence as a dictionary definition per se I was a very confident person um, but in, in fact, you know, cause I was first born in my family. So, you know, I was the eldest and I had five years of being the best, you know, first and awesome mom and dad only looked at me and I was the one, you know, just in my world. And it wasn't until five years later when my little sister came along and that was when I kind of went, Oh, what's mom and dad doing? That's just so different with her. You know, they're so relaxed, so gentle. And when you're five, you don't know any better. You make your own conclusions. And I kind of went, oh, well, maybe that means she's special and I'm not, you know, maybe I'm just average or normal. And that was really the start of, you know, feeling jealous or resentful of my sister. I didn't feel good about it, but, uh, you know, I kind of thought, oh, what a terrible thing to think, but then I kind of shelved it. So I just continued being a winner through life, going through school, high school, university, business, all of that. And then it wasn't until my sister, after growing up, being a problem child in her growing up years, and she finally came into her own and decided to come back and help the business that I was running. And it had, the business I was helping my family run was kind of hitting a ceiling. And my little sister came back with new ideas to help out. And that was when that jealousy and the resentment kind of triggered again, going, uh-oh, what's going on? You know, I was like, queen of the mountain, what's this person doing? Recognizing that I had to learn from her. And obviously... I didn't want to, I blamed her for it. I kind of tried, yeah, I blamed her for it because I obviously started to feel inadequate as a result of that. Unfortunately, I acted out in very, very destructive behaviors. I sabotaged our family business. I broke up with my mom and dad and, it, and with my sister as well. I put on lots of weight, got very, very sick and I couldn't work and I had $200 left in my bank account. And so it was at that position to kind of say, well, what am I going to do now? Do I give up or should I try to create something different that I decided, well, maybe I should give it a shot, you know? And so at that point where I'm surrounding by chaos, because everything is crap, you know, everything is wrong. Everything was just, I'm just surrounded by all the mistakes I made. And it wasn't a choice to say, well, let's just park my health and I'll work on my business. I didn't have that choice because everything was wrong. So I had to rebuild or pick myself back up, you know, and it was kind of step by step, one moment at a time. And I had to transform or make changes in all areas of my life. And that was how the formula came about, the happy, positive, successful formula, which really focuses on the elements that was kind of got me undone. Because I recognized that the reason why I got to where I was today or that day was because I was very much driven by very bad emotions. And those negative emotions was obviously triggered or motivated by all the thoughts I had, obviously feeling less than my sister, thinking I was not good enough just because I had to learn from somebody. I mean, hello, you know, yeah. guess you to learn doesn't mean you lack self-confidence, but obviously that was a journey that I had to discover. So yeah, because of those, then I had to change my thinking, kind of clean up all that kind of thoughts to really having confidence so that I could feel good and hence make, take positive actions and create the change in my life. So that transformation took about a year to kind of really clean everything up on its basic level. And to date, I've been obviously practicing that every day. 
to make my life better and better. And in that process, I was helping women along the way with that. So that's really how I help women from where they're at, regardless of where they're at to where they want to be. Now, this formula that you have, is that part of a a course that you give out to the clients or customers that you're speaking about the women? Sure, sure. So the formula is always the foundational piece of every program that I help women with. And we have three tiers in my program. We have the Happy Positive Successful Virtual Joy Camp, which is six weeks, which is an entry-level program. And they come in for six weeks group it's a group program and then with private access with me coaching like for three sessions of that time. And the more they enroll, like the highest tier that we have is my VIP level where they have access to me all year round and have to training. They learn about the 50 happy, positive, successful ways of being and they have handholding with me for the whole year. I'm pretty much there 24 seven for whatever happens. So that obviously has more access to me and obviously more um, training. So yeah, that's how kind of people enroll with me. But at the foundation, regardless of which level they come through, the formula is at the foundation. Ah, Very cool. Very good. And it sounds to me like what you're doing is you're helping individuals kind of reinvent themselves in order to kind of stand in their truth. Well, I understand what you're saying about reinventing and what what I do is I unlock their best self. I always say to them that you don't need to be more because the best you is in you already. It's and has has been there all along. It's just that it's been locked away by misunderstandings, negative ideas that you've learned from well-meaning people in your life and through society that I help them to transform those ideas into the positive so that they just become their full true self fully. Uh, yeah. So not exactly a reinvent, but a more bringing out the inner being that's inside that has kind of been suppressed, right? Absolutely. Like well, little sisters being born. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. I stand with you, Su Chan. I have a little sister that came along around about the same time, four to five years later. I was like, oh, what's happening? So it was like a switch or switcheroo in your life. But you know what? That not only happens with a family member, I think that happens among women too. I mean, I've had guests on the show that they've even talked about that, or we've gone into this this direction of conversation that that kind Mm. of feeling can happen amongst us as women out here in the business or corporate world. Would you say that's something you've experienced? Absolutely. So, you know, when I kind of work with my women, they don't necessarily have a sister that they kind of felt less, but they would maybe compare with their peers in the industry or just how people think about them. And what I say is always we go back to themselves because it's just how they're feeling within themselves. They kind of project it on other people. And the truth is nobody is thinking really anything about you because everybody's busy with their own lives, but because you're feeling it, you're thinking it. And then you kind of go, Oh, because she said that, that must mean this. You know, you kind of feed it back in to whatever you're currently feeling. That's why when I work with my women, it's always going back to themselves. That's the critical piece. That's what I always say. You're the critical piece. Yeah. So that brings me, because you just mentioned that, um, that I was on your website and of course I was looking through like kind of what you've been writing about or, you know, I'm always like lurking on there before the guest comes on. But one of the episodes you had, you said how to stop worrying about what others think about you and uh, when you speak 
I yes. love that. Can you tell us a little bit more in depth what you mean by that? Sure. Or how you go about doing it? Because a lot of people, I think, they want to speak more or spread their message more, but, but they may be holding themselves back. Absolutely. So that radio episode was just me kind of dabbling with trying to collaborate with other women, women business owners who may have expertise that I could kind of share with my community of women. So obviously I would touch on whatever is my area, but I always like to kind of learn from other people and share those resources with my community. So they're not always hearing from me specifically. I just like to enrich them with whatever resources they need. So I came across the lady who was, a, she's actually a speaker herself, an international speaker. And we said, why, why don't we kind of have a conversation about helping, empowering women to speak? Speak, obviously, you could, as you said, on a stage to people en masse or even just speaking out, you know, speaking out on a personal level to when somebody gets you to do something that you don't want to do, to actually say, no, that doesn't feel good for me, you know, just even on that level. Because I feel that women, I suppose culturally or just, you know, as a generation, we've been taught to kind of be, be quiet. That's not so nice or whatever. It's always just kind of for the society um, to make society happy in a way and always suppress ourselves. So that episode was just around helping women to feel why it's okay to speak your truth and that being honest and just actually saying whatever makes you feel good or doesn't feel good actually will help people. It's actually being inspiring to others because they might at first might find a bit confronting but they might kind of go, oh, I kind of like that. I love how she had the courage to do it. Maybe I should try it in my life, you know. So that was how that came about, really. Um, so it's for women, but they needed to feel comfortable with themselves to be able to do that and then obviously spread it en masse. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that because I always say to individuals, even though you see someone else saying what you may want to say or teach what you want to teach, no one's going to do it like you. Exactly. And people can hear that same message a thousand times, but because you just said it the way that you are and with who you are, it touched that person and they For were sure. able to take action differently. And maybe they've heard that message so many times, the same one, but it just took you speaking out and being who you are. So yeah. before we started recording, because you know, I always start chatting before I get my <laughs> guest on, and of course we started getting into some good stuff, like, hold on, let me record. We started talking about, Su Chen, your books and yes. how you got started about with writing the books. And is it hard to start in the area of writing books for children? And it's so great because you're still talking about life skills. Tell us a little mm. bit about your books. Yes. Yeah. Interesting how the books feature. And as I was starting to tell you, at the time, I had this idea that uh, I need to win rich famous, then I'll start writing books. That's what, that's what I thought, you know, because I thought, well, I couldn't possibly write books and make a living because at the time we were kind of told that that was like a creative thing and maybe you wouldn't make money from it, you know, that kind of thing. But part of my spiritual journey, and as I said, with my sister, I was very, very fortunate that my sister has skills as a channeler. So she was actually able to access a lot of information from another dimension. Then she shared it with us and downloaded it with us as a family. So in that training time, that spiritual journey training time, one of the ideas that came through was stop your full-time job 
just stop doing all that work and start writing your books. And when I had that idea, I thought, oh my God, I cannot do that. What do you mean stop my income? You know what I mean? And, you know, our family had kind of put up a reserve of money. So we could, but we were of that mindset at that time to say, no, no, the savings, you just don't touch it. You just leave it there. You know, it's just, just the security, just leave it. And when that idea came through, oh my God, we were all kind of shocked really. And just really (laughs) not knowing what to do. But I decided, you know what? Why not? I've done the full-time job, I've done it all, and I've always had the secure income. Let's give it a try, I thought. So the process was actually, as you said, was it hard? It wasn't. It wasn't only because I suppose, you know, if your community is familiar with, and Wayne Dyer says this all the time, he says that his books, it's not really from him, it's really from source. And really that was how I felt as well. So in my previous life or previous career, I was um, I trained to be a fashion designer, right? So you learn the skills to draw. But my drawings were always very stylistic drawings. I was not one of those people who could draw a proper face, you know, with the full eyes and that kind of thing. I was one who kind of just stylistically represented the face. So when I went through the process of doing the children's books, I had to actually draw realistic little pictures and I I was kind of thinking I don't know if I can do this you know this is just not my area so I'm just a stylistic illustrator but just through the process of obviously being guided all of a sudden it revealed to me that oh hey I can I can start drawing and if you look through my books the illustrations they were really a guided process so that came about and obviously the story also came through source the idea of um, how we come to all evolved we come to earth as another being to fulfill a mission that we had and the story kind of evolved that way and so the books that you see online is three out of the 50 book series so these books are now currently being used in the program with my VIP students because it's for them as well as for their kids so it's like the perfect kind of textbook so to speak that they can grasp the skill or the way of being in just one little story and they share it with their kids. So I kind of felt that there's kind of a connection for them to pass on to their kids in that way. So it's been working very well. I love how you've utilized it inside of everything that you do in your business, because I'm always telling clients all the time, repurpose what you have. So you've got the books, but it's for the children, but you also use the books for the parents, but then also the parents can use the books with their kids. So it's an entire repurposing type of piece of content that you've created, which is Mm. awesome. So let's say, so Chen, let's say there's an individual because you've been there, you have the nine to five, but you went completely cold turkey and stopped, but they're in a nine to five now and they really want to start something or do something different. And there was a post I posted the other day saying, if you are still working someone else's vision, you're not really standing in your happiness. What would you recommend for them to just really start if they want to do something like what you've done, which is start your own business? That's a great question. I think the best example I could give or the most realistic one would be when I hit rock bottom. Because when I hit rock bottom, I think it's kind of similar to somebody, well, not exactly similar, but kind of saying that, well, I've only got $200 in my bank account and I need to find money, which I'm kind of paralleling that to a full-time job because there is a sense of something that you've kind of done all the time and you're trying to leave it, but you're afraid to. 
right? So when I was at that moment needing to find security by going, should I go back to a job or should I venture out? Um, I think that would probably be a position that maybe your listeners could resonate with of where I'm coming from. And so what happened was at the time, just to make a start and obviously to have money, I thought, what could I do to be able to do that? And for every entrepreneur, there is that dilemma to say, but if I venture out, what am I going to do for income? Because what's going to happen there? And I would say that for me, what happened was I'm definitely a person who kind of tries to take considered steps. I take risks, but at the same time, I know that I don't do so good when the risk is so high and I'm, you know, I'm panicking and I, I can't think. So I can take considered steps to kind of have a bit of a backstop to help me out. So when I started my business or from scratch, really, I just thought, okay, let's find something that can generate me income, but is related to the business that I want to do. Like I said, by that time I had written my books, but I had hit rock bottom. And so I needed to find income. And somebody from Gumtree, I had an ad to say, we're looking for English teachers to teach English. Well, if you thought about it, you kind of go, okay, English, not really related, but, you know, but because I needed obviously some form of security, I thought, let's have a look. What is it? And when they said, yeah, come teach Chinese community and the Chinese online platform was like, 10 billion people who kind of serves on that platform. And each time I did a lesson, it was about 2000 people listening to me at one time. And they said to me, right, do teach English, but don't teach in a boring way. Why don't you teach it on these books that you've written? Right? So that's really the beginning of the start of the business, right? It's my books. I did is related. And there was an income related until today that is my core community because the business grew from there because when I talked about those life skills or those books with those people they came back and said oh my god I tried what you said and my life changed and I kind of thought oh wow if the Chinese people get it with limited English think of what other people could get out of it you know what I mean yeah Yeah. So, so that's really I guess the best advice is to do what you can in any small way that is connected to your vision, but definitely don't, well, certainly for me, it wouldn't work for me to go kind of take a big risk, take a big loan, especially because I had hit rock bottom. I needed to take kind of considered steps to get back up. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome advice. And I love it that you're saying like, really, you created this piece of content. You didn't know what it was going to do or where it was going to go, but you still created it and you put it out there. And I'm always saying that if you create something, put it out so that you can get the feedback from it. And then you never know where it's going to go. Right? Absolutely. And really now that I've been on my journey now for like 10 plus years, really of this evolution of this spiritual journey, the thing is, I find that I find through my experience that you don't know what things kind of that you're all guided to do what you need to do. You kind of do some random thing. You're thinking, what the heck was that for? But it all comes full circle later on. It's like a little piece of the big picture. And that's what I discovered. And people often ask me, do you regret what happened to you? Do you wish you could have done it differently? And I would say, obviously, if there was another way and if I had known better, Sure, absolutely. But I don't think I could have done it any differently because I was the person that I was. I was somebody who was threatened 
when I had to learn from someone. And because of that, I had to go through that journey to discover that, hang on, no, you're not. You're not any less when you have to learn from someone. You're not any less when you don't know the answer to the question. You're not less at all, regardless of whatever variable. You're just not. In fact, I think, Suchin, you're even more because everything that happens, and even my son, he was repeating this back to me, and I was like, oh, I've taught you something. You're remembering this. He says, every (laughs) twist and turn that we make in life is part of a bigger picture, and if we wouldn't have taken that turn, our life could have been different or would be different from where where we are right now, standing and being who we are. It all means something. Absolutely, and I think I heard Oprah said back in an interview, she said that every detour is kind of always leading you back. So it doesn't matter if you did a little detour. For me, it's like, oh, well, you just had detour, had a little adventure off the side. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <Okay>. And you <laughs> go back, back on. on the path. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. And then if you detour it again, that's okay. You saw something else, another part of the world you didn't, never saw. You met somebody different. It's okay. Exactly. So, Suchin, this next part of this show, we like to get into what I call the personality part. So I ask okay. you personality questions okay. just to get to know you a little bit more and the audience can get to know you as well. So sure. the first one is, if you could go back and speak to your 10-year-old self about life, what would you tell yourself? <laughs> oh, gosh. I would say everybody loves you. You're more than enough just be happy and just enjoy life. That's what I would say. Love it. And tell me, where were you born? What's the furthest city that you've traveled to from your birthplace? (laughs) The furthest city, I guess, would you say Calgary in Canada then? Because I was born in Singapore. So then when we migrated to Australia, when I was 10, then I lived here in Australia for now it's about 30 plus years now. And then I've obviously I've traveled to different places and I would say maybe Calgary in, in Canada is the furthest I've been. Yeah. Yes, that's the opposite side of the world from where we are right now. So I yeah. would say that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I kind of took the flight over and we stopped over Las, is it LA, yeah, LA airport. I thought, oh my God, I made it. I finally got to the other side of the world. (laughs) I know, and it takes so long, right? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) This next one is fun. If you can be any animal in the world, what animal would you be and why? Wow, animal. Oh, I think I would like to be a bird. Anything that flies. And why a bird? I think just the ability to be able to fly and be at that vantage point to see everything from that perspective and flow in and out. I think that would be awesome. I agree. (laughs) And then the (laughs) last one here, Suchan, is tell us a little bit more about your name. What's the story behind your name? Oh, okay. That's a great question because I always ask people that because I'm fascinated by their name. I'm like, do you know what your name means? You know? So my name, my, obviously my parents gave it to me and it's supposed to mean Simplify, it's meant to mean purity. And so in every state that you might have is the core quality or the original quality. So it could be generosity or love, but it doesn't just only cover the positives. You know, like when we come to anger, it's the true essence of purity. That's what it means. Oh, I love it. So purity in all types of emotion and everything. Yeah. 
We have so enjoyed having you, Su Chen, here on Standout BU. Do you have any final words for the guests or the listeners here today? Yes. So the final words, I guess, for the listeners is to really pay attention to bring your focus or your attention to yourself. I know it's scary. I know it's confronting because not many people like to. But truly, if you take the time to pay the attention to yourself, you will discover beautiful and amazing things about you that you've never, ever seen. Um, and that it's a, it's a beautiful journey if you're willing to take that on. Yeah. Well, there you have it from Su Chen herself. And everyone, as I've stated before, I will link everything that we've talked about here in the show notes. I will link everything to connect back with Su Chen in the show notes. And as always, everyone that's listening, remember to stand out, be you, and that you don't have to be perfect. You just have to be you. Until next time, chat soon. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you would like to hear and learn more from our guests, be sure to come visit them all inside the Faces of Collaboration community. If you are craving connections and want to collaborate in order to grow professionally and grow your business, then I would love to have you be a part of the Standout BU group where we role play, we give webinars, we share ideas that help to increase your presence in business and life. Oh, and if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe for another episode of me, Tequila. <laughs>